Mainly Plants podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Catch me on social media at mainlyplants. Um, if you're going to do Amazon shopping, please do go to, please do go to, um, mainlyplants.com slash Amazon, or you can scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and there's a little uh, banner ad right there. Costs you nothing, helps me out, so I can continue to do this podcast for you guys for free. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com, or you can DM me, or you can contact me through the contact page of the website, or you can figure it out. If you're listening to a podcast, I'm assuming that you can figure out how to contact me. So, without further ado, um, a little housekeeping real quick. I was sent uh, an email last week, which I appreciate from Jason, uh, this guy Jason, um, who responded to my um, my comments about the What the Health documentary, which is a great documentary. It's helping a lot of people out. Uh, for some reason, it's really... Um, it's really struck a, a, a chord with people. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the way it was done or the information that was provided or what it, what it was, but um, it seems to be gaining a lot of traction. Now, there is this doctor who posted a, uh, a rebuttal video to everything on the film. And his name, he refers to himself as Z-Dog. Uh, Z-D-O-double-G. Um, I... I always say never trust anybody named Z Dog, but whatever. So he has a video, um, and he picks apart mainly or uh, what the health, and then uh, which is good, you know. I'm I'm up for a debate, um, but then there's this other guy who posted a video rebuting Z Dog's rebuttal. Uh, he was an actual doctor that was in the film, and it's very interesting to see Z Dog. I can't believe I'm, I have to say that name, uh, Z Dog. You know, talk about the film. And then have this guy uh, pick apart everything that Z Dog says, which is great because it really uh, affirms the stuff that was talked about in the movie. It really solidifies the the legitimacy and the validity of the stuff in the movie. So um, you can uh, you can head to YouTube and type in. Uh, let me see what it's under. Let me open it up real quick. Uh, type in. Uh, a real doctor watches what the health Z dog, um, and you'll see it's a uh, it's an eleven minute video. Um, the guy's preposterous, but uh, you can watch that, and then you can head over to YouTube and type in um, "breaking news: plant based doctor schools what the health critic," uh, and that's the rebuttal to the rebuttal. So. Uh, that's very informative. It was uh, very enlightening. Very, very. Uh, I don't know. It was awesome for me to watch. So you guys, I thought you guys might like that. There might be a lot of blowback to people. You know, people who are not open to the plant-based movement who use Z Dog's critique as uh, as validity, and this just is fuel for your uh, your point. So check that out. Uh, and then I want to talk about a few myths real quick because these have come up. Uh, very frequently lately. I'm not sure why, but uh, let's talk about them. So, the first thing that I keep hearing about is, uh, funny enough, I poop enough. That's what people say, you know. I, I have no problem going to the bathroom. Um, you know, I go once every couple days, or I get a little bit out in the morning, or whatever it is. Um, but let's talk about it real quick, okay? Because pooping is just as important as what you eat. 
Now the form frequency and transit time of bowel movements may play an important role in your colon health. Now the lower uh, your fecal pH, which results from a diet high in fiber, uh, the lower the risk of developing colorectal cancer. Uh, likewise, large bowel movements rid the body of excess estrogen and excess bile. So women who have more frequent bowel movements appear to be at lower risk of breast cancer, which may be because bile acids absorbed from our intestines concentrate in the breast and have an estrogen-like tumor-producing effect. A minimum of 200 grams of fecal output, which is equivalent to about a half pound per day, is the bottom edge of the goal for cancer prevention. Okay, so if you're pooping more than that, it's good but you want to get at least a half a pound. Now, uh, you're going to have to eyeball it because I don't recommend weighing your poop. The healthy bacteria in our colon may even help us control our weight. So it's important to keep our gut flora happy and healthy. We've talked about that before, right? Uh, fiber from whole foods can prevent diverticulitis, constipation, um, hiatal hernias, heartburn, and GERD. And high-fiber diets such as those uh, related to a traditional plant-based diet can lead to two or three healthy bowel movements each day and with enough fiber one should be able to sit in any position and have a comfortable bowel movement now I want to talk about that real quick and, and make a couple notes uh, I recommend the squatty potty uh, it's a little stool that tucks in under your toilet and when you go to the bathroom you pull it out and you put your feet up on it it raises your your feet because when you sit on a toilet regularly um, your colon gets a little kink in it. So it's a little harder to get everything out. The squatty potty just kind of streamlines everything. Um, and that's because, you know, nature intended that we would squat. Uh, nature did not figure that we would invent toilets where we could sit. In a lot of a lot of countries, a lot of uh, cultures, it's, it's very common to have just a hole in the ground that you squat over. Um, so that aligns your colon a little bit better. Um, now, the two to three bowel movements a day, um, yeah, that's very healthy. Uh, I usually just have one gigantic one in the morning, um, but sometimes, you know, it's two or three a day. But make sure that you're going to the bathroom at least once daily. A lot of people I hear too often, they're going to the bathroom you know, once every couple days. Um, that's not healthy. So if that is you, you need to be having a lot more fiber in your diet and you need to be getting a, a good amount of probiotics. So whether it be kombucha or probiotic pills or supplements or liquids or cabbage or whatever it is, uh, get more of that into your system because you need to be going to the bathroom a lot more. Now prunes were found to be more effective than fiber supplements in increasing spontaneous bowel movements. So if, you know, don't rely on the fiber supplements. That's not gonna do it for you. Foods high in antioxidants may also help increase your stool size. And moreover, the elimination of all dairy products, all dairy products, may cure almost all cases of childhood constipation. Eating meat and processed foods, excuse me, may increase your risk for conditions such as diverticulitis, uh, as well as fat blocking drugs can, uh, and certain fish can cause anal leakage. You don't want that. So more of a reason to switch to a plant-based diet. Um, the other, uh, another common myth that I hear is, uh, I don't eat soy or soy products or tofu um, because it, it's got a lot of estrogen in it and it gives men boobs. 
It increases estrogen in men. Um, that's not true, okay? Um, we're going to be talking about phytoestrogens here. And phytoestrogens are estrogen-like compounds found in a variety of plant foods such as beans, seeds, and grains. Um, they're highly, I shouldn't say highly, they're more concentrated in soy foods and flax. Now phytoestrogens are not estrogen. Phytoestrogens appear to be helpful in the prevention of diabetes and cancers of the colon, liver, brain, breast, ovaries, and skin. Bad cholesterol appears to be reduced, cardiovascular risk decreased, and weight loss increased when phytoestrogens are consumed. Now, soy phytoestrogens do not decrease male fertility. However, xenoestrogens, which are not phytoestrogens, which are found mainly in fish, have been shown to drastically lower sperm counts. Um, phytoestrogens are not estrogen, so they will not give men boobs. They do not increase the estrogen in men or women um, or whatever gender you uh, assume, you, you uh, uh, what's it called, uh, view yourself as. So it's different. They're, they're estrogen-like, but they do not have the same qualities as estrogen or all the same qualities. Uh, moreover, replacing dairy with soy may actually decrease abdominal fat. So by eating tofu and eating soy, you're not going to get man boobs. It's not going to increase your estrogen. Okay. Um, now I always recommend non-GMO soy. Okay. You don't. You want to stay away from GMOs. So non-GMO organic soy. It's super easy to find. You can find it at Safeway. You can find it at Sprouts, Whole Foods. Everybody carries it. Don't be afraid of soy. And the last myth uh, that we're going to be talking about is this. I keep hearing it. I need a good multivitamin. Ryan, recommend me a multivitamin. What's a good multivitamin? Now listen, Mother Nature is not going to fit into a pill. Multivitamin use does not offer any longevity benefit and is associated with increased risk of breast and prostate cancer. A, an, an analysis on multivitamin and mineral supplements found no evidence that the supplements affected cancer, CVD, or all causes of mortality in individuals without nutritional deficiencies. Um, some have speculated that copper in multivitamins may be contributed, contributing to the Alzheimer's epidemic. Vitamin E, vitamin A, and beta-carotene supplements may increase mortality risks, excuse me, mortality rates, and antioxidant supplementation failed to lower the incidence of many age-related disorders. Megadosing antioxidant supplements is not a good substitute for anti antioxidant-rich plant foods. Now, lutein is similar is similarly better obtained from produce, not pills, despite the minor decline in the nutrient content of crops. A minimum of nine servings per day of fruits and vegetables is recommended over taking uh, multivitamin supplements. Eating a combination of uh, polynutrients found in real food was shown to reduce the DNA damage caused by ionizing radiation, uh, also known as IR, while supplements failed to show the same results. Now, however, taking vitamin D and vitamin B12 supplements are recommended for those at risk of deficiency. Uh, meaning if you're 100% plant-based, you need to take a B12 supplement because uh, I think I talked about this last week or the week before. Uh, it's not found in our foods anymore. It's very rarely in smaller doses. So just take a B, the only thing that you need to be taking is a B12 supplement. 
Uh, you can contact me if you have questions on that. But uh, a multivitamin is a waste of money. If you're eating a, ver a whole food, varied whole food plant-based diet, you don't need to be taking a uh, multivitamin supplement. What is a supplement? It's supplementing what you're not getting. If you're getting everything through your food, you don't need it. Um, so just eat your fruits and veggies, and you don't need the other bullshit. It's just a scam. Um, for the rest of the podcast, I wanted to read to you a news article that was sent to me um, that, uh, you know, it might, shake, it might shock you guys. Um, I hope that it'll help awaken you guys to what, what you know, maybe you're eating or what uh, family members are eating or what, you know, what's really in our food. So let's talk about this. It is a article from the Daily Mail, uh, and it is called... Too fat to stand, and their flesh rots while they're alive. The real reason Americans' franken-chickens have to be washed with chlorine as U.S. industrial farming practices are exposed ahead of possible Brexit trade deal. This is by Michael Powell and Daniel Bates for the Daily Mail. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to read it to you, and we can uh, maybe talk about it as we go along, but the main purpose is to have you guys hear this. Uh, this article. So let's begin. The disturbing prospect of chlorine-washed chickens from the U.S. going on sale in Britain shops is in a post-Brexit deal last week sparked an explosive row at the heart of government. But beyond the politics lies the story of why American poultry needs such drastic chemical treatment and the horrendous conditions at the farms where they are bred and reared. Now, let me pause real quick. Um, I highly recommend you guys actually scout out this article. Uh, I can actually email it to you if you want. Just uh, shoot me a line. I'll email it back, the link, because there are pictures here um, that are quite disturbing. Um, let's continue. Now, whistleblower farmers have revealed the full horror of the suffering to the mail on Sunday, including how tens of thousands of supersized Frankenstein birds are crammed in vast warehouses. The chickens, which weigh up to nine pounds, often buckle under their weight and must live without natural sunlight. Chickens frequently die before they reach maturity, and many are left covered in their own feces, turning warehouses into vile breeding grounds for disease. Unlike in the UK and Europe, there are no minimum space requirements for breeding chickens in the US. America also does not have any rules governing lighting levels in the sheds, and crucially, its farms have no maximum allowed level of ammonia, which indicates how much urine and fecal matter is present. This means there is no limit on how much can fester inside the sheds. There is no legal requirement to wash U.S. chickens in chlorine or other disinfectants, but 97% of its birds are cleaned in, the way, in this way after slaughter. The possibility of U.S. chickens being sold in Britain after a post-Brexit trade deal sparked a huge cabinet row with environmental security uh, Michael environmental yes oh security environmental secretary Michael Gov 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 G O V speaking out against the move while Trade Secretary Liam Fox insisted the chlorine rinsed meat was safe. Dr. Fox, who met leading politicians and businessmen in the U.S. last week, sparked fury from the public and other ministers after he signaled he would be in favor of dropping the EU's ban on importing chicken from the U.S. If it, if it proved to be a barrier to securing a post-Brexit trade deal with the U.S. The fur exposed just 
how difficult it will be for Britain to quickly strike new deals with foreign powers once we, once we, this is a British article, once we leave the EU in 2019. Now whistleblowers have offered a disturbing insight into the 70 billion pound US poultry industry, which is controlled by the big agricultural firms lobbying to sell their meat to Britain. North Carolina, this is interesting because you're getting the take of foreigners on the US poultry industry. North Carolina farmer Craig Watts, 51, told the Mail on Sunday, The birds are too heavy to stand because they have been bred for breast meat and nothing else, so they spend their lives squatting. It's like two toothpicks sticking out of a grape. They spend 95% of their time sitting in the litter, sitting on the litter, a mixture of pine shavings and fecal matter from the, fl the flock and prior flocks. He said 1,000 of the 30,000 chickens he raised every six weeks would die before they reached maturity. Many become infected on the underside of their chest because of contact with the litter. He added, their flesh would rot and when you have them crammed in so tight, they will walk over other birds uh, if they want to get food or scratch the others and cause a wound. It's awful. Mr. Watts, a married father of three, quit the poultry business two years ago because he was disgusted by its practices. Nearly all Americans chickens, nearly all America's chicken farmers are under contract with big producers who supply them with chicks, feed, and equipment. The firms dictate what the farmers can do and are paid according to a tournament system that pits farmers against each other. The farmer who produces the most meat with the least feed comes top, meaning that they win. A less efficient farmer will have money deducted from his base pay. So what they're doing here is they're encouraging terrible practices. So when you, you know, look at Tyson or any of these other, you know, Butterball, any of these other big poultry industries, um, they are, they're not promoting the well-being of the chicken uh, or even the well-being of the farmer, just profit, right? So whatever the farmer can do to increase profit uh, at the behest of these chickens. Um, and they, they pull money away from the farmers, so the farmer is going to do whatever he can, whether it's cruel or not. Critics say this system fosters unhygienic practices because it forces poultry farmers to cut corners on animal welfare to maximize their income per flock. Campaigners who work with farmers to improve standards say many are too scared to speak out for fear of having their contracts terminated. One farmer, John, not his real name, is currently part of a class action lawsuit by chicken farmers against big U.S. poultry companies. He said farmers earn between 9,000 and 30,000 pounds a year, even though they work 16-hour days. Last year, Pilgrim's Pride paid $2.2 billion in dividends, and we're going on 20 years since we've had an increase in base pay. We get around $0.05 cents a pound of meat. 70% of poultry growers live below the poverty level. Campaigners who have infiltrated chicken farms in the past two years have secretly filmed shocking abuse and cruel conditions in farms across America. Footage shot at a farm in Georgia last month by the Humane Society of the United States showed the owner of the farm bludgeoning chickens with a metal rod. The chicken shed at the, at the farm also appeared to be badly overcrowded. Many birds seemed to be suffering from severe leg problems and some were unable to walk to reach food and water. Yet in the U.S., as in Britain, customer demand for chicken continues to grow. Nine billion chickens were slaughtered in the U.S. last year. U.S. chickens have more than tripled in size since 1957, according to academic studies. 
The birds cost 20% less than British chickens, which are typically one-third smaller than U.S. birds. Major poultry producers have crossbred and interbred birds in recent decades to create mutant chickens, which grow larger in a shorter span of time and need less feed. Peter Stevenson, chief policy advisor for British-based welfare organization Compassion in World Farming, said, quote, The genetic engineering has created unnatural chickens which give you larger breasts or bigger cuts of meat. These chickens grow far too large too quickly and cannot move around. They end up sitting in their own waste. The animals bring more fecal matter to the, to the slaughterhouse with them, posing the food safety risk which requires the birds to be washed in chlorine or similar chemicals. However, the U.S. poultry industry maintains that its birds are healthier than ever. Jim Sumner, president of the U.S. Poultry and Egg Expert, Export Council, said U.S. chickens are treated humanely and are only washed in chlorine to make them ex extra safe for consumers because it guards against food poisoning bugs. He said the process was not harmful to consumers, adding, Sometimes these animal welfare organizations do not have a thorough understanding of the process of scientific facts. Another reason poultry in the U.S. is chlorinated is that farmers are not required to vaccinate against diseases such as salmonella. Britain and the EU have widespread vaccina vaccination programs. And then there's some pictures here of different chicken sizes over the years. Um, supporters of chlorine-washed chicken point out both the U.S. and European food safety authorities have declared the chemicals used to wash chickens in the United States do not pose any, health with any, any risk to human health. Tom Super, spokesman for the U.S. National Chicken Council, said, quote, Chlorine's use makes the chickens safer. It is not present in the final product. It poses zero health risk. But J.D. Hansen, a senior policy analyst at the U.S. Center of Food Safety, said, quote, These chemicals are basically like the ones we put in our toilets to clean them. The question is, why are chickens so contaminated in the first place? And the issue is that we are not doing a good job of raising chickens. Leah Garces, Leah Garces, I think it's how you pronounce her last name, G-A-R-C-E-S, of the Global Animal Partnership and Animal Welfare Group added, quote, The fact we have to wash our food in chlorine to make it safe indicates that we are not doing farming right in the first place. It indicates how unhealthy we are raising our birds. While UK chicken farmers are not wholly free from criticism from animal welfare campaigners, there are strict regulations that must be followed. In the UK and Europe, poultry farmers must not keep more than 17 chickens per square meter in their sheds. There are also rules governing available natural light, temperature, and the maximum levels of ammonia. In the US, there is not one single piece of federal law that governs how to raise chickens. There is not even a law which states that chickens must be stunned unconscious before they are slaughtered, although it is common practice. There are concerns that if American chicken is allowed into the country, meaning Great Britain, British farmers will be forced to dilute their welfare standards to compete with the cheaper meat. Sadra Cowell of the British Poultry Council said, quote, We strongly reject any move to import chlorine-washed chickens as part of a make-weight-in-trade negotiations with the U.S. Chlorine is used as a catch-all. It is an approach which means it doesn't matter how badly you treat your chicken. You can just clean it away at the end of the process. Uh, that's the end of the article. Now this is important. Uh, a few things to leave you with. A few thoughts to leave you with. Number one, it's true. 
why would we have not have any regulations on farming chickens? Uh, number two, the chlorine is is the secondary issue, right? Why why are I mean the 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 the, the chickens are so filthy and contaminated we have to basically scrub them like they're a toilet think about that scrub them like they're a toilet in order to make them clean right so they're so filthy we have to use these chemicals that we use to keep our pool water clean to keep our the places that we poop into clean we're using those on chickens because they are just as filthy as a toilet after we poop into it and number three you know, they can claim all day that chlorine's not present by the time it gets to our dinner tables, or your dinner tables, or whoever's dinner tables, um, but how do we know that? How do we know we're not ingesting trace amounts of chlorine uh, through the, the chicken? You know, what this article doesn't touch on, which is a whole other topic, are the antibiotics and the hormones used in chickens that we, have, that we eat. That are that go through our system, you know this this article made me think of a movie, um, one of the mo first movies that I watched um, on my journey to health, which was Food Inc., and they did a great job at exposing among a, a whole slew of other things, uh, exposing the poultry industry. Um, it's quite shocking. I highly recommend you watch Food Inc. Um, if you want this article, like I said, please email me. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because I want you to formulate your own opinions. Um, I could talk till I'm blue in the face, but uh, what really matters is what you think of it. So please let me know what you think of it. Um, oh, also, please, 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 please go on uh, iTunes and continue to rate and leave a review of the podcast. It's wonderful. It definitely helps me out a lot. Um, and uh, like I said, any questions, comments, concerns, if you want links to any of the stuff I talked about today, please email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. And until next week, go eat a salad.